0: Boozed and Confused is a comedy and weird topic podcast. Adult language may be used, probably by me. While our episode topics may be educational in nature, we are not responsible if your children start dropping the F-bomb to their kindergarten class. Listener discretion is advised. When you think of famous haunted houses, some that might come to mind might be Lizzie Borden, Amityville, or the Winchester, but the house we're discussing today isn't known specifically for its haunts guests of this house who have experienced paranormal activity come from all walks of life, like politicians and royalty, and despite the history and haunted happenings, the house has always remained occupied. But one of the most haunted houses in the U.S.'s history hasn't inspired any horror movie series, it doesn't allow for indoor ghost tours. This house is located at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. (laughs) Hi. How are you today?
1: It's raining and I love it. Uh, It's my favorite weather.
0: It's a very lazy Sunday. Sweater weather. It is sweater weather.
1: Because you won't turn the heat on in the house.
0: No, just put another sweatshirt on.
1: I'm already wearing three.
0: I am Carol Ann. I'm Carol Ann. Shut up. (laughs) Shut up.
1: (laughs) I'm Matt. I'm Matt. Sorry.
0: If you don't get that joke from two episodes ago, you should go back and listen. Um, this is Boosting Confused. Welcome to our 12th episode.
1: It's not as big as 10, but it's larger, but it's not as like monumental.
0: Yeah, 12 is a lot.
1: 12 is a great number. It's a lot. We should skip the 13th one and just go to 14. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what are we drinking today? Guinness. Always Guinness.
1: It's like home base for me. Um, this is more of a quiet day for me. So I don't really feel like going crazy with the like spicy Belgians or 25% beers. Just a, just a Guinness. And it's, it's such a, it's both taste buds, it's sound, it's on my hand.
0: Thank you Guinness so much for the sponsorship. Just kidding. But this could be your ad. I'm going to have to edit this down so it's not 30 seconds of people listening to you pour Guinness.
1: Half the fun is pouring it, but now i got to wait. But it's worth the wait. Guinness. Sponsor me, please. It's like my favorite thing.
0: The whole bar that we record in is Guinness. So. All right. Some housekeeping items before we get into today's topic.
1: But I did the laundry. Shut
0: up. And the dishes. (laughs) Shut up. I'm in no mood for your dad jokes today. We are on all of your favorite social media platforms except for LinkedIn.
1: And MySpace.
0: And MySpace.
1: I found my MySpace.
0: I found your MySpace. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing. I (laughs) am
1: embarrassing as a human being. uh, Stop
0: it. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And if social media is not your jam you can email us at boosedandconfusedpodcast at gmail.com. And if you really like the podcast and you like our episodes and tuning in every Monday, the best way you could support us is by leaving us a review on your platform of choice and following us on your platform of choice. If you leave us a review and you take a screenshot and you send it to us, we will send you your very own Boozed and Confused stickers for free. We've gotten down from the 5,000 that we had, and now we're probably somewhere in the high 4,000s, but our garage is still a little overwhelmed, I would say. I would say so. All right. I think that's it for housekeeping items.
1: For the record, my Guinness is ready to be (laughs) had now. Um, Perfect pour.
0: Great, because this intro is uh, about the perfect amount of time to pour Guinness and let it settle.
1: It's worth the wait
0: what are we talking about today
1: uh ghosts ghosts oh no we're back to this again (laughs) yeah i don't like ghosts but i imagine i would like to have some of the ghosts we talk about hang out at the pub in our basement
0: i i don't know i don't know if i'd enjoy their company uh what kind of ghosts in particular
1: presidential
0: We are talking about the haunted White House.
1: And we're not talking about skeletons in the closet. We're talking about (laughs) actual ghosts in the actual White House.
0: Am I going to have to listen to these jokes for the entire podcast?
1: If I come up with them, yes. If I don't, then no.
0: Before we dive into the ghosts of the White House... Just a little bit of history about the house itself that maybe lends to some of the credibility of why it's so creepy.
1: I wouldn't dive into a ghost. I think a ghost would dive into one of us.
0: I, I'm i not doing this. I'm not doing this for the full hour or whatever it is that we're recording. And the worst part is when I go back to edit this, I'm going to have to re-listen to all of the jokes again.
1: It's you. It's me. It's us.
0: We also just finished uh, Bly Manor yesterday. Highly recommend. It's
1: kind of like an inspiration for the episode, like spooky entities in a very large house. I don't think Bly is white, though. I think it's like brick and covered in ivy and such. And it's also in England.
0: All right. So the White House.
1: (laughs) They had terrible accents.
0: Uh, The original White House was constructed starting in 1792, And it wasn't entirely finished, but it was ready for occupation in 1800. And John Adams was the first president to live in the house starting in 1800. And unfortunately, a short 14 years later, in 1814, the White House was burned down during the War of 1812 by British troops.
1: What year was the War of 1812?
0: (laughs) Stop it. Reconstruction lasted from 1815 to 1817, but from the early 1800s to well into the 1900s, there's a lot of discussion and redesign recommendations and expansion proposals, uh, some proposals of just completely starting over and finding a new location and starting a new White House um, because the house is considered overcrowded and the location was questioned.
1: You can't forget that in 1996, the White House was destroyed by an alien attack force. Uh, thankfully, Will Smith was able to help defeat the aliens. So shout out to Will Smith. Thank you. Um, also, was the White House always white? Wasn't it like when it was burned, they were like, oh, we got to paint it white? Or am I just making that up?
0: Uh, the whole part, including the part of Will Smith, or just the color of the house?
1: Well, no, it was rebuilt in, like, like 1997, and it looks like exactly how it used to before it got blown up by the aliens.
0: Can you um, find that tidbit from 1996 on the official White House website for the history, or is that, like, a behind-the-scenes fact?
1: Whitehouse.com. <laughs>
0: okay. Great.
1: Whitehouse.com. Uh-huh. It has been updated since 1997. So it's pretty up to date
0: okay great yeah. uh, so basically the TLDR of this is the house is incredibly old uh, at least in American standards it's like a couple hundred years old and it's it's really seen some shit in the last couple centuries so
1: yeah the whole it being old in American terms really <laughs> really holds holds firm. I remember going to Ireland with you on our honeymoon and seeing all like the actually old stuff like all those old monasteries that were from like,
0: Three, yeah. No, <laughs> this castle is from eleven hundred. Amazing. My house is sixty years old and it's a piece of shit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> How do they do it? It's that crafty Irish ingenuity.
0: Yeah, they. I mean, they. You know, they just don't make them like they used to. I
1: bet their shower doesn't flood when it rains.
0: <sighs> All right. So the first ghost uh that we're going to talk about is Abigail Adams. Of course it is. Of course it is.
1: I was here first. <laughs> This is my house. Uh,
0: so she's one of the oldest ghosts that's known to the White House, and which kind of makes sense. Um, she was the first official First Lady to live in the White House. Because remember, she was First Lady when John Adams was the second president from 1797 to 1801. So they lived there a very short time um, because they had moved in in 1800.
1: Where do you think George Washington hung out? like i bet it was just like all these pubs in like massachusetts
0: i mean that's what i would do if i were george washington
1: i mean like when you're starting a revolution i feel like you kind of have to do that
0: yeah you just got to round gotta, up the troops
1: you got to bounce around
0: with booze yeah
1: <laughs> let's go guys let's throw some tea into a a harbor start a revolution
0: do you think everybody was like really intoxicated for that like some liquid courage or
1: what percent of the ocean do you think was tea at that time <laughs> it's like a lot of tea i mean there was a lot of tea so i mean a good portion I, of that had to be someone you know like like really salty tea
0: i'm sure someone has done the math um it's not me it is not me
1: you could say that they were charged with a salt tea It was a very salty attack.
0: Stop it. All right. Abigail Adams. So during her time as First Lady, she was known for having a very active role um, versus Martha Washington in comparison, who was much quieter. And um, Abigail Adams' political opponents often referred to her as Mrs. President uh, because of how active she was in politics and policy. So, when they moved into the White House in 1800, it was nearly completed. Like I had mentioned before, it wasn't completely finished, but it was habitable. And the east room of the house was the warmest and driest, which made it prime for Abigail to hang up the wash wall doing laundry. And it's interesting because if you read into Abigail's history, she was very much against um, slavery, and she didn't really like Having help. So I think it kind of makes sense that she was doing a lot of her own sort of like day to day around the house. And when John lost his reelection campaign, the family moved to Quincy, Massachusetts, and she died shortly um, after in 1818 of typhoid fever and is buried beside her husband and their son in a crypt in the United First Parish Church in Quincy. Abigail's ghost has been seen wearing a cap and lace shawl, and her arms are outstretched as if she were carrying laundry while she was heading towards the East Room. And the White House staff has smelled wet laundry and the scent of lavender as well.
1: It's gotta suck being a ghost. Like, all you do is laundry. But, like, there's not actually laundry. You're just stuck in a loop
0: well remember our first episode about ghosts where we talked about Victorian ghosts and how all the ghosts look Victorian for certain reasons and then we said how much would it absolutely suck to be a ghost dead forever and you still are stuck wearing a corset
1: I mean I wouldn't wear a corset I would wear like a top hat and fancy suit and have extra long curtails
0: yeah I feel like I would just want to be like comfortable Sweats. Yeah, <laughs> let me just, yeah, I'll haunt you, but um, I, I just want to wear my, like, comfortable leggings, though. So, it's not necessarily known why Abigail Adams would choose to haunt the White House instead of their house in Quincy, Massachusetts, but my personal opinion is it's probably because of how much she enjoyed her position as First Lady and how um, ingrained she was into the actual day-to-day of politics and policy and really took a lot of pride in everything um, that she did.
1: Maybe she airs the dirty laundry of the current sitting presidents.
0: If you don't stop this, I'm I'm going to end the recording. I, the jokes. I can't do it.
1: I'm just on a roll. I'm just feeling silly.
0: Who's our next ghost?
1: The next ghost is the ghost of Andrew Jackson, which I guess is appropriate. Uh, Andrew Jackson was president from, what, like 1829 until 1837? Wasn't he known as, like, Stonewall Jackson or is there a different one?
0: No, that's my nickname. Stonewall Jackson.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he was defeated by John Quincy Adams, who was the son of the OG John Adams, in 1824, and it was known as one of the most contentious presidential elections in history.
0: Oh, well, they haven't fucking seen 2020, I Yeah, think. they
1: haven't seen it. But have you seen that fly, though?
0: Oh, my God. I guess
1: that was vice presidential, yes. but that fly made history. Uh, Jackson was elected four years later and was known as a person who would hold grudges against those who supported John Quincy Adams. So holding grudges is most... Definitely a strong way to become a ghost. It's always like in all those movies. It's like, oh, when you die in anger or fear, you're holding a grudge. You become like the grudge. What if the grudge monster was the thing that was haunting the White House?
0: That would, I, you know.
1: I smell a sequel.
0: I, (laughs) I. I could understand why they wanted to burn it down and start over if that were the case.
1: So just give me a redo.
0: I would, do <laughs> I would do the same thing.
1: I mean, The Grudge is like pure Japanese horror, but could definitely translate into a American folklore.
0: Well, the American versions are just never as good.
1: They're never as good. Never I wanted to see good. the new one. I still want to see it, but...
0: I don't know.
1: I just like The Grudge. So I guess before we start talking about Andrew Jackson being a ghost seen at the White House, we have to move into the 1860s with Mary Todd Lincoln, who, of course, was the first lady and wife of Abraham Lincoln. Uh, Mary Todd was a very strong believer in the occult and paranormal, and she would hold seances in the White House to try and reach her dead son, who had passed away from typhoid fever.
0: I did not know this before we started doing this episode research, but the thought of, I mean, the White House itself already creeps me out, and I think the thought of doing seances in the White House is just like a big, that's a no for me.
1: Do you want ghosts? Yeah. This is how we get ghosts. Yeah,
0: that's, that's how you open a portal.
1: Yeah, so Mary Todd was grieving over her son Willie's death in February, and she began to participate in spirit circles or seances in the red room at the white house and the presidential cottage at the soldier's home instead of her son at one point she had actually reached out to andrew jackson
0: can you (laughs) imagine can you imagine though like trying to do the seance and like you think you're about to reach your really sweet little boy willie and then it's just fucking andrew jackson again for like the third time
1: (laughs) it's like making a phone call, and you go, hey, is Carol Ann there? No, this is Bob. God. And you're like, all right, what's up, Bob? We can talk instead. Yeah, she reported that she heard Jackson stomping and swearing through the halls. And she also once reported seeing the ghost of her dead son, Willie, at the foot of her bed, and even though she heard Thomas Jefferson playing the violin. So there's a whole bunch of activity going on over here. It's like, again, instead of seeing your son, it's like, oh, there's Thomas Jefferson on his violin again. Uh, Lincoln himself had also reported seeing Willie in the White House.
0: So one thing I'll just toss in, uh, Mary Todd would do these seances, and it's reported that Lincoln only ever actually went to like two of them. Um, I think he was not like a huge fan of the paranormal side that Mary Todd was into, uh, but yeah, with like Lincoln also seeing Willie at the foot of the bed. No, thank you. That's
1: a no-go for me, boss. So the White House has a whole bunch of rooms, and they're all named after things and such. The Rose Room, which I have genuinely no idea where that would be in the White House.
0: I think it's been renamed. I think it was... Oh, I can't remember if it was called the, the Queen's Room, and now it's the Rose Room, or if it was the rose room and now it's the queen's room but it's it's been renamed at some point
1: why do we have a queen's room we have a president
0: <laughs> i mean at this point if the queen wants to come and save us i i don't think i'll object
1: choose your next words carefully brit <laughs> this is america no queens no kings oh. well this is called the rose room all right the rose room And this was Jackson's bedroom while he was president, and it's said to be one of the most haunted rooms of the White House. He's been spotted lying in his bed in the Rose Room, and others have heard a guttural laugh. Would that be like a good thing or a bad thing? Like a jolly, like like a deep, like, ha, ha, ha. Or like a, like a, ha, 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 ha.
0: I feel like hearing any kind of ghost laughter is, uh, not a good thing. <laughs> I don't uh, know.
1: <laughs> Why should they have all the fun? Mary Todd wasn't the only person to report having seen Jackson. Harry Truman, the 33rd president of the United States, wrote to his wife in June of 1945, just two months into his first term, that he had some strange encounters. He said, I sit here in this old house and work on foreign affairs, read reports, and work on all speeches. All the while listening to the ghosts walk up and down the hallway, and even right here in the study, the floors pop and the drapes move back and forth. I can just imagine old Andy Jackson and Teddy Roosevelt having an argument over Franklin Roosevelt. Can you imagine, like, you're sitting there and you're like, hold on, I'm gonna pause everything I'm doing and write this ghost encounter? And it's so formal. It's so formal.
0: I feel like that just gives it a little bit extra creepiness.
1: It's not all. He wrote a second letter. He writes more details of an experience he had. He writes that he went to bed and six hours later, he heard a strong knock on his bedroom door. He writes, I jumped up and put on my bathrobe, opened the door, and no one was there. Went out and looked up and down the hall, looked in your room and Margie's, that was his daughter, still no one. Went back to bed after locking the doors, and there were footsteps in your room, whose door I'd left open. Jumped and looked, and no one was there. The damned place is haunted, sure as shootin'. Secret Service said, not even a washman was up at that hour. You and Margie had better come back and protect me before some of these ghosts carry me off.
0: I appreciate that from the first letter to the second letter, the first one, he's like... Yeah, I don't know. There's kind of like some creepy shit going on. And the second letter, he's like, yo. You guys
1: better get back here. I'm not doing this by myself.
0: So moving on from Andrew Jackson, probably the most famous ghost of the White House is our good old friend from Illinois, Abe Lincoln.
1: (laughs) Of course it is. Of course it's Abraham Lincoln.
0: A Good old honest Abe. So Abe was the 16th president from 1861 to 1865, and aside from being well-known for his role in preserving the Union during the Civil War, he's also infamous for the assassination that ended his second term.
1: wouldn't call him being infamous for that. I mean, can you be infamous if you're the one being killed? I think, like, John Wilkes Booth is infamous for killing Lincoln, but can you really be infamous if you're the one getting shot at a play classic Abraham Lincoln getting shot at plays (laughs) just like him wow man what a bastard
0: Uh, all right well so for years presidents first ladies guests and members of the White House staff have all claimed to either seen Lincoln or felt his presence what do you think his presence feels like how do you like how do you differentiate Lincoln's presence to maybe like andrew jackson's
1: well wasn't lincoln known for like being like a very like melancholy person like very uh, somber so. very reserved
0: yeah never met him myself but i i suppose so
1: and probably having a really big ghost top hat yes now top hat's not the right name for his hat but it was pretty huge
0: yes yes it was before we dive into some creepy ghost stories about Lincoln. Uh, Turns out he actually had a few experiences while he was alive that were incredibly creepy. The first being soon after he was elected in 1860, he had seen a double image of his face reflected in a mirror in his Springfield, Illinois home. One was his real face and the other was a pale imitation.
1: Oh.
0: And Lincoln's superstitious wife, back to Mary Todd Lincoln, did not see the mirror images, but was deeply troubled by Lincoln's account of the incident, and she prophesied that the sharper image indicated that he would serve out his first term, and the faint ghost-like image was a sign, according to her, that he would be renominated for a second term, but he would not live to complete it.
1: Oh yeah, just like common husband and wife conversations.
0: Yeah, no, I, I can say we don't have those kind of conversations within our own household, but...
1: We also don't see weird reflections of ourselves. I don't, at least. Are you telling me something?
0: <laughs> what else we got?
1: A close friend of the president's, his name was Ward Hill Lamon. Uh, he wrote down that Lincoln told him on the evening in an early... 1865 date. About 10 days ago, I retired very late. The president told Lamin, I soon began to dream. There seemed to be a death-like stillness about me. Then I heard subdued sobs as if a number of people were weeping. I thought I left my bed and wandered downstairs. I arrived at the east room. Before me was a catafalque on which rested a corpse wrapped in funeral vestments. Around it were stationed soldiers who were acting as guards, and there was a throng of people, some gazing mournfully upon the corpse, whose face covered, others weeping pitifully. Who is dead in the White House? I demanded of one of the soldiers. The president was his answer. He was killed by an assassin. First, let me say how tough that word, catafalque, is. If you don't know what a catafalque is, like, you know, like me, for example, (laughs) um, it's pretty much the raised platform you would put a coffin or a dead body on at a uh, displaying. So, yeah, that's a catafalque. Um, I said it a lot of ways until this good cut. I just got to say, I think it's really not funny but interesting how people wrote so formally all the time and this is just another example like did he really talk like this probably did they all talk like this are we just really undereducated like are we stupid yes i'm an english teacher i feel stupid
0: i mean i'm not saying you're stupid but i think from the 1800s to 2020 We've gotten smarter in a lot of ways, and we've we've definitely gotten dumber in some other ways.
1: We say "yellow swag. Well, that was maybe like three or four years ago.
0: Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anybody says that anymore.
1: Swagger was a word coined by Shakespeare. So, Well, I'll yeah, but
0: uh, I think if we're going to go back to the, the yellow days.
1: I'm kind of glad those days are over, but I would give almost anything to go back to a simpler time.
0: The sentiment lives on. So this, of course, is all to say on April 14th, 1865, President Lincoln was shot by a Southern sympathizer, John Wilkes Booth, in the back of the head as he watched Our American Cousin at Ford's Theater. He died at 7.22 the next morning, April 15th, 1865.
1: All things considered, being shot in the back of the head, that's a, that's a pretty resilient guy. Like, that didn't kill him. I mean, it did. But <laughs> I mean, not immediately. <laughs> Not immediately, I should say.
0: Maybe he's just a bad shot.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Also, I think he was an actor and also a very bad actor. Lincoln John West- or John Booth. John oh. West- Booth. I want to say he was an actor in another life.
0: Do you think he was um, in the same way that, you know what? I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to dive into it. Never mind.
1: I think I know where you're going with that. You
0: do know where I'm going with that. <laughs> conversation for another day um one interesting completely unrelated fun fact about lincoln but just have this because we're in illinois i remember last year maybe a couple years ago um it was discovered that this allegedly authentic lincoln hat that we had spent like millions on i think we we probably being like the state of illinois
1: i didn't spend that money on a hat
0: I don't know. Maybe it's in your tax statement, but um, I think it turned out to have no authenticity into being owned by Lincoln at Bravo. any point ever. It was just like an old hat from the eighteen hundreds. Bravo. So, a long con. That. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Behind the scenes moment here. Um, I actually had no idea what you were talking about, and then we cut, and you told me that it was Hitler. Hitler who wanted to be an artist.
0: Yeah. <laughs> And maybe if Hitler would have just become an artist, then um, maybe he wouldn't have turned out to be such a piece of shit. Maybe if John Wilkes Booth was a better actor, he wouldn't have assassinated Lincoln. But
1: I guess we'll never know.
0: I guess we'll never know unless there's an alternate universe that exists where that didn't happen.
1: All I know is both Hitler and John Wilkes Booth are both edgelords.
0: Maybe that should actually just be the, the episode title for today
1: lords from history. <laughs> we're going to jump forward up to the 1920s. Grace Coolidge, who was the wife of President Calvin Coolidge, was the first person to say she had actually seen Lincoln's ghost. According to her, the lanky former president was standing, looking out a window of the Oval Office across the Potomac to the former Civil War battlefields that were lying beyond. Lady Bird Johnson wife of President Lyndon Johnson, reportedly felt Lincoln's presence one night while watching television about his death.
0: (laughs) Do you think he's, like, (laughs) fact-checking? That's not how
1: it happened. No, that
0: part's not true.
1: (laughs) I totally could have beaten him up. And uh, continuing that story... Uh, Lincoln turned and looked momentarily in her direction, and then he vanished. During his tenure in the White House, the room had been Lincoln's library, and he often stood at the window, looking out with his thoughts filled with the course of the Civil War. Actually, at that same window, Lincoln's spirit has also been seen and felt by others, including the poet and Lincoln biographer Carl Sandburg, he also stated that he felt Lincoln's presence close to him in the yellow oval room.
0: Is the yellow oval room different than just the normal oval room, or?
1: Yes, it's yellow.
0: Great, thank you for the clarification.
1: Look, I am not the person to ask about uh, the contents of the White House.
0: Yeah, I feel like I just need to look at a map of like what it looked like throughout history, and then maybe I'll have a better understanding of what all of these rooms are.
1: I feel like the guy to ask would be um, Nicholas Cage.
0: <laughs> yeah, he definitely has uh, some, like, insider knowledge. He knows all the tunnels. He does. So, continuing with that, still about good old Abe.
1: Yeah, he is, I think, the most prevalent ghost in our episode.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And rightfully so. Lincoln is most definitely the most active ghost
0: oh i was gonna say like the most righteous but
1: oh absolutely yeah absolutely abraham lincoln i'm not at all biased as being an illinois resident or anything <laughs> i didn't go there for my eighth grade trip
0: mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's so um i don't know maybe like other people from other midwest states also had to take a trip to springfield uh, to see lincoln's home i this don't really know kids from missouri i know <laughs> <laughs> oh we oh, God, gotta go to illinois know. oh <laughs> i have to imagine that'd be pretty awkward
1: or kentucky is pretty close too i never knew that until like driving
0: until we drove and you're like oh shit this is
1: kentucky yeah this is kentucky we're right here yeah um i actually i remember on my eighth grade trip to abraham lincoln's house um i actually set an alarm off on accident by walking off the path to go look out the window
0: maybe you were (laughs) uh compelled by lincoln's spirit to go gaze out the window in the way that he does
1: he is known for that, isn't he? Just kind of looking out of windows, being all emo.
0: Yeah, kind of just drifts away. Yeah. So Lincoln's ghost is definitely the most prevalent uh, and frequently reported. Um, but most notably, his ghost's uh, apparitions were frequently reported during the Franklin D. Roosevelt administration from 1933 to 1945. Um, who also presided over his country during a time of great upheaval.
1: Upheaval? What upheaval?
0: Remember that thing we were talking about earlier?
1: What was that thing?
0: The H word. Hitler? Yes. What did he do? A lot of really bad things. Yeah,
1: he's a pretty (laughs) rotten person. Top three worst people ever on earth.
0: So, First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt used the Lincoln bedroom as her study and said she would feel his presence when she worked there late at night. She spoke of an incident that occurred with one of her staff members, Mary Eben. Her secretary passed the Lincoln bedroom one day, noticed a tall, thin man was sitting on the edge of the bed, pulling on a pair of boots. She then realized that figure was Abraham Lincoln. Shock. (laughs) As the late president had been dead for about... 75 years at this time, Uh, she was understandably frightened and ran, screaming, back to the office.
1: Super weird. You know, talking about people like Abraham Lincoln being dead, it feels like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. But then when you just go back to, like, World War II, that was, like, 75 years. That's, like, someone most likely has been alive for the Civil War and also World War II.
0: Yeah, back to that American history and the timelines are... (laughs) Not very long.
1: Super compact. Yeah. When I saw that 75-year note we took, I was like, holy cow. That's not that long ago on a, like a large timescale. And plus, it's the U.S., so everything happened like less than 100 years ago.
0: Pretty much. Thanks to um, aliens coming down and giving us the technology we need to advance civilization.
1: Oh, wild card! this is an Alien <laughs> episode. I am so ready for this. I have no notes, but let's go. Let's go. I got some we'll, questions. We'll
0: save that for another episode. What about crop circles? <laughs> I got a lot of thoughts about crop circles. Who
1: built the Sears Tower?
0: Um, a lot of people. That one I don't think is a conspiracy.
1: Who changes the light bulbs on the top of the Sears Tower?
0: I'm sure we probably know somebody. We got a guy. All right, so back to some other spooky Lincoln stories. During her visit to the White House, Queen Wilhelmina of the Netherlands heard a knock on her bedroom door in the night. When she answered it, she reportedly saw Lincoln's ghost wearing his top hat and fainted dead away. There it is. There it is. British Prime Minister Winston Churchill, who visited the White House more than once during World War II, told a story of <laughs> merging naked from his evening bath smoking his customary cigar <sighs> only to find a ghostly Lincoln sitting by the fireplace in his room.
1: What's up, Winston? <laughs> nice, uh, cigar. Poor guy. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, wasn't Winston Churchill like a nudist at home? Like he seems, <laughs> he seems like an absolute savage and I would have loved to have had like a tall scotch with him.
0: Who was more traumatized in that, that Winston Churchill or dead Abraham Lincoln? <laughs>
1: I wish I could forget this.
0: <laughs> oh, God.
1: Uh, well, thankfully, we're going to move away from World War II to an equally, I don't know if it's equally tragic, but another tumultuous moment in American history. Uh, but a little bit before that, the lovely Jackie Kennedy. And uh, she is also reported to have seen Lincoln's ghost. I guess she didn't really like how the White House felt. She said it was very cold and drab, so she decided to do a bunch of redecorating. When she had completed the widely publicized refurbishment, the White House was freshly painted and redecorated. This is when Lincoln's ghost began to stir again. Likely, he was unsettled by the massive alterations in the house, and it was during the restoration that Jackie began to encounter the ghost. When he occupied the White House, he actually didn't really care about the furnishings, and when his wife tried to do something besides a seance, (laughs) uh, he was like, why are you trying to spend money on this old damned house? And again, this is kind of like one of those, you should be using your time more wisely kind of lincoln moments like why are you watching tv
0: the couch is really tacky. <laughs>
1: but who cares run the country
0: even ronald reagan's dog named rex seemed to sense something that was unsettling about the lincoln bedroom mm. it was the only room in the white house that rex refused to enter oh
1: dogs always have that second sense cats too i guess but yeah. cats are stupid
0: they just stare at corners and ceilings and
1: yeah, whenever our cats jump up at the wall for no reason, I always assume there's something there. Ghosts. Ghosts.
0: Reagan himself said that Rex had barked twice frantically in the Lincoln bedroom, then backed out and refused to come back in, which gives me the heebie jeebies thinking about it.
1: Yeah, if if I've got a dog who's doing that, I'm gonna kinda go with the dog's instinct there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I would, I'd believe him.
1: Burn some sage or something? Not have seances in the White House? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Reagan then went on to say that one night while they were watching TV in the room below the Lincoln bedroom, Rex began to bark at the ceiling. Nope. Yep. Yeah, nope. No, no. No, thank you. The president thought the dog might be detecting some sort of spy equipment, perhaps an electrical signal too high pitched for Reagan to hear himself.
1: It's the Russians. <laughs>
0: and yet and rex the dog wasn't the only one to feel uneasy about the lincoln bedroom during the reagan administration the president related a story in which his daughter maureen and her husband both saw a ghostly figure in the bedroom looking out the window
1: just like lincoln does
0: just like lincoln does
1: yeah but can you imagine lincoln just like 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 floating there staring at people
0: what are you guys doing? You can
1: find something better to do than watch <laughs> TV. Like shaking chains and knocking stuff off the dressers and stuff.
0: Kids these days.
1: Do you think his hat has any, like, ghost qualities?
0: Yeah, I could see that.
1: Like, do you just find a random Lincoln hat in the closet or something?
0: Yeah, I could I could definitely see that.
1: I hope he still wears the hat, like, all the time.
0: I'm... I, well... I mean, if he, like, wanted to keep his iconic display, I would imagine he would.
1: Yeah, like, how am I going to distinguish myself from, like, other ghosts? There was a seamstress named Lillian Rogers Parks, and she once investigated a sound of someone pacing an upper level in the White House, and another staff member told her the room in question had been unoccupied, and that it was old Abe pacing the floor.
0: Oh, just Abe.
1: Oh, you can ignore those those footsteps. It's just a ghost. Uh, Psychics have speculated that Lincoln's spirit remains in the White House to be on hand in times of crisis, as well as to complete the challenging work that his untimely death left unfinished. Oh, that's kind of sad.
0: That is pretty sad.
1: They say Lincoln always comes back whenever he feels the country is in need or in peril. Uh, they also say that he just strides up and down the second floor hallways and raps on doors and stands by windows.
0: So, uh, we gonna bring out the elephant in the room?
1: Do you think he's been there, like, nonstop for the last four <laughs> years?
0: I'd have to imagine. So, like... I like to imagine that he's probably seen some, like, shady sort of meetings, maybe, where he's like, I don't think you should tell them that.
1: (laughs) I would hope he's taking a vacation.
0: I don't. I mean, based on, like, this outline of, you know, his sort of habits of pacing when the country is in peril, I don't think he's on vacation.
1: I don't think any ghost would want to be around that guy in the office right now. Like
0: or maybe this is like prime time for them. <laughs> I've been waiting 200 years.
1: <laughs> I wish I could eat popcorn again. Like you got to think like existing for hundreds of years would be bad enough, but to have to watch The Apprentice reruns non-stop, it's got to get pretty boring at some time.
0: Well, yeah, I'm assuming there's also uh, like Fox and Friends. You know,
1: <laughs> not these guys again. <laughs> All
0: right, we're gonna jump to slightly more recent times. Uh, good old George W.
1: Oh, he was such a guy.
0: Yep, he was a man.
1: He paints pictures of dogs now, he's so, he's such a wholesome guy. I'm going to stick to that because that's that's my image of him and I want (laughs) to keep it that way.
0: Great. Yep. Okay. So George W. Bush's kids, um, specifically Jenna Bush Hager, um, said that ghosts were very musical. And a phone call once woke Jenna and her sister Barbara in the middle of the night and coming from the fireplace in their bedroom, they heard 1920s piano music as clear as day.
1: Which is like the spookiest genre of music to be haunted too yeah
0: like, it reminds me of uh the twilight zone very much
1: yeah i was gonna say it reminded me of uh like that film insidious um i know that that what's that creepy song like tip
0: tum, oh tiny tim
1: yeah yeah like that's like peak horror music for me but 20s is like right up there
0: yeah absolutely and I guess this incident was so spooky that Jenna said she jumped in her sister's bed and said that they were both awake for it. And the next week they heard the same thing coming from the fireplace, um, but it was opera instead of 1920s piano.
1: I would kind of hope it's like the uh, Secret Service, like just playing stuff off of their phones or something.
0: I feel like the White House would be a good place for pranks.
1: Absolutely. I feel like I'd have a good time there. Absolutely.
0: Um, But Jenna insisted that the ghosts she and her sister potentially came in contact with had good intentions, and she said that they were friendly ghosts.
1: I would hope so, you know. Um, Actually, speaking of pranks, uh, we're going to jump back to the Obama years, or I guess jump forward if we're going to go from the Bush administration to the Obama years. Sasha and Malia Obama used the White House ghosts for some fun with their friends, or I guess maybe like their dad had fun with it Uh, it's gotta be so cool being a kid going up in the white house
0: i would imagine so
1: like either really cool or kind of scary again like i'm i'm entirely put off by large houses after we're just watching bly manor
0: but also like if you think about the shining i feel like you turn a wrong corner and there's two twins
1: come play with us carolyn
0: yeah no thank you
1: no thanks so they would have slumber parties, which would also be insanely cool to not live in the White House but get to visit it as a friend. That would be super cool. I mean, I'm, I'm not being asked to be invited to a sleepover.
0: Yeah, no, not not n- now. Not right now. Yeah, no.
1: I don't like The Apprentice. <laughs> well, I don't like it. I got Gareth Lincoln on that one. Uh, but, yeah, during a slumber party, as they were – having some, like, late-night snacks. The daughters began telling their friends about the spooky presidents of the past, now roaming the halls as ghosts. And as the girls grew quieter and quieter, they heard a whisper. It was the ghost of George Washington. So after hearing this faint voice, Sasha began to creep around the house and went to the kitchen from where the whispers seemed to be coming and then boom the pots and pans fell and as she turned on the lights sasha discovered the source (laughs) guess who it was it wasn't george washington it was barack obama
0: oh god that's so good
1: i bet it was like uh you know girls (laughs) i'm george washington and i must say that your dad is doing a great job
0: Oh my god, that's so funny! It's
1: a really bad impression. That's more like Morgan Freeman than it is Barack Obama. I don't. Okay,
0: I wasn't gonna say anything, but yeah.
1: Just wait till I pull out my uh, Scottish accent that I've been working on so hard.
0: Ooh, it's bad! It's so bad. Matt's favorite thing (laughs) when we watch any show that has uh, like pretty consistent accents. Matt, if he really likes the accent, he'll try to pick it up. Um, and you know, in Bly Manor, there's a Scottish accent of. It's, it's, a, it's a man who's from England trying to do a Scottish accent, and it's apparently pretty bad, according to people who are from Scotland. I have no idea.
1: You, you know, it might just be them being angry that it's an English person doing it.
0: Yeah, it could be. But uh, long story short, Matt's accents this week have been pretty terrible. <laughs> they always
1: devolve into, like, Eastern European of some kind.
0: <laughs> they're, they're very Russian-sounding a lot of the times.
1: Right. Uh, yeah. It happens. But you know, it's a nice wholesome story coming out of the White House. Good for you, Obama. Good for you. And I guess finally, um, rumor has it that one recent group of student visitors coming to the White House saw the ghost of each and every president on the back lawn. That's a lot. Right. And I got to wonder, like, would George Washington be there? Like, he never had a White House. He just had the random pubs, I assume.
0: I mean, it could be, you know.
1: I think it'd be cool. I think it'd be dope having all the presidents kind of, like, hanging out. Like, what do you think they talk about all day? Like, I know we just finished *Blind Manor, and that's, like, been brought up probably, like, four or five times this episode. But I've been thinking a lot about what ghosts do all day. Like, do you think they're there all the time
0: i guess maybe it depends on the ghost
1: like do you think they give uh, william henry harrison and james garfield a hard time for like being president for like such a short time
0: yeah i can imagine like i i feel like if all of the presidents that have passed on are ghosts that are in the white house they probably have some pretty good banter
1: like i don't know why you'd want to be back at the place where you had, like, the most stressful job on the planet.
0: Maybe it was the only thing they had going for him.
1: You know, maybe. Um, I bet FDR is, like, the boss. Like, he's, like, he was there for, like, the longest time. Like, I have so many questions. Like, do you think they have, like, arm wrestling contests? Or, uh, you know, like, who can possess the White House staff the best?
0: Or, like, who can scare people the most?
1: Right. Right. Like, I think it'd be cool to be possessed by teddy roosevelt personally i like he just seemed like the coolest president
0: i don't know i feel like maybe this is just my bias as a woman but i feel like abigail adams would be pretty badass you know
1: of course of course yeah i just i love teddy
0: bully i think you like teddy's facial hair
1: oh it's definitely mustache goals i definitely wouldn't be able to rock such a full one um actually all the old presidents who had facial hair, had really cool, like, mutton chops. Like, presidential
0: AF. Presidential mutton chops.
1: (laughs) Yeah. But like I said, like, you got to wonder why you'd want to come back to the most stressful job of your life. Uh, Actually, President Harry Truman had no idea why Lincoln's ghost was still present in the White House. Um, He definitely did not have any ambitions to haunt the house himself. He actually said no man in his right mind would want to come here on his own accord.
0: Yeah, no, I I can see that. I don't think I'd ever, I don't think I'd ever want to go back.
1: You know, I would say I'm not qualified to be president. Obviously, I'm not old enough.
0: Oh, but you're getting there. Oh, no. Oh, but you're getting there.
1: there's the existential dread of (laughs) becoming 35 uh, no, I, I would say I'm not qualified, but recent events, I actually might be qualified to be president.
0: I feel like we just need someone who's, like, truly one of the people. Like, drives a piece of shit car for most of their life and, like, understands the struggle of day-to-day Americans. And
1: I'm trying to think of somebody. Uh, maybe... Maybe Dan, our neighbor. I think he would be a great president.
0: Yeah, he'd give it to you straight. I mean, I feel like what I just look for in a presidential candidate is somebody who I could just go have a beer with, you know? Um,
1: Do you remember when we were in Ireland and we went to the Obama Plaza?
0: That was very, very bizarre. For anybody who, I guess, maybe doesn't know this because we didn't know this until we were driving and we were like, does that sign say the Obama Plaza?
1: We had to stop.
0: There is um, a place in Ireland called Moneygall, I think it was.
1: Yeah, I remember we were toying with the idea of going to a Munster versus Leinster rugby game. They had only one seat left, so we couldn't go. (laughs) Um, There were a ton of fans there for either team, and I want to say, was it near Cork?
0: Mm Mm-hmm probably
1: sorry if, if we're totally off with our irish geography but yeah there was like a whole gas station which is appropriate because it's america uh but yeah like statues of barack and michelle um just waving and yeah it was a gas station but it also had some like food and it was really cool and we stopped there it was like a little piece of america back at home
0: yeah, it was it was interesting. Well, if you guys have ever seen that infamous photo of Obama drinking a Guinness, I believe it was in MoneyGall that he had poured the Guinness. He and Michelle poured the Guinness. And that's where that photo comes from.
1: I wanted to go to that bar so badly, but it, it like was closed.
0: Yeah, everything that was closed. But the pub itself has a photo of Obama with the Guinness. And I think that's just like their advertisement for the rest of their, I guess, lives.
1: And here we are, back to Guinness, as in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, Guinness. (sighs) Guinness, the supreme beer of my life.
0: If any representative from Guinness has made it this far into the podcast, I'm amazed.
1: Look, we can both pour a proper pint, we were told, by the people at Guinness. Uh, So, hey, any American Guinness um, people... Come on by. Please email us. (laughs) Please email us. You don't got to sponsor us, but some swag would be great. I don't have nearly enough Guinness stuff in my basement. Only like one, two, like eight things.
0: And that's out of like a couple dozen. So the ratio is kind of off.
1: It's skewed in favor of Guinness for sure. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that takes us to the end of our presidential ghostly episode.
0: And... This is not to say that this is a complete list of all of the supposed hauntings within the White House. This is just a list of the most notable ones. Maybe we could do a part two at some point of some of the smaller stories, but thought that this was kind of appropriate given Halloween coming up, the election coming up. (laughs)
1: Look, there's just a lot of Lincoln commentary here, and I'm sure there's more, but he's just like the most prevalent, and I think that's because he was also a vampire hunter.
0: Oh, Abraham Lincoln, vampire slayer. Hunter? hunter. Slayer. Hunter. Abe Lincoln. Hunter.
1: Vampire. Uncultured. Oh. Yeah, she types furiously on her <laughs> computer.
0: It is Vampire Hunter. I
1: know. That's why I said
0: it. The book is fantastic. I don't know. I the mean, movie was decent. The movie good, but the book is fantastic. Highly recommend. So I think that wraps up today's episode.
1: That's a wrap.
0: Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again this week. Don't forget to tune in every Monday when we drop new episodes. And don't forget to follow us on your platform of choice so you get all of our new episodes. And if you like the podcast and you want to support us, the best way that you could do that is leave us a review. And if you take a screenshot of that review and you send it to us, we will send you your very own Boost and Confuse stickers for free.
1: And no ghosts, hopefully. No ghosts. No ghosts We will not send here. any cursed materials to your mailing location.
0: There's a slight asterisk. Uh, because we can't make that guarantee but we're like 99 percent confident that our our packages will come with no ghosts included
1: it's not intentional if we do send you a ghost
0: yeah they they were probably picked up somewhere along the way
1: i've heard they travel very well though
0: (laughs) yeah they probably do they
1: add no weight to the package
0: yeah absolutely so, thank you again for joining us this week, and we hope to see you next week.
1: Yeah, um, I'm Carol Ann. Just stop it.
0: If you don't stop making that joke after this week, I swear I'm done. I'm Matt. I am Carol Ann. Bye. Bye.
1: I arrived at the East Room. Before me was a... The... <laughs> Before me was a catafalque.